brand new episode of the Long Cut Mafia podcast, the internet's most hated mafia-themed geek podcast. It is I, the one, the only, Reverend Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman himself. Also, this show's main host and frontman. I do apologize for not posting up a, an episode last week as part of our It's Not a Reboot, It's a Repost series. Uh, just a lot of factors Went into last week in regards to not posting, uh, ranging from the wild roller coaster ride that was the day of Four State Comic Con and the aftermath and everything else, plus posting up three episodes the week before. I wanted to give you all out there a chance to process those episodes. So uh, we'll get into Four State Comic Con, plus a Chris Chan update, plus. Plus, an Evil Dead Rise movie re- review, plus a whole lot more in this continuing, continuing saga of It's Not a Reboot, It's a Repost. Stay tuned for updates after this particular uh, conversation between me and Sasha. So, that being said, let's cue the music, everyone. Shock and Terror! With Sasha, the Princess of Darkness, and Chris, the Martinsburg Madman, in Sasha After Dark, the Podcast of Darkness Reboot. Lumser, I'm bored. What plaything do you have for me this evening? Something out of the SK system, ma'am. It is not much, but. It is what the local main species tends to have, and that is the odd satisfaction of waiting for their Kickstarter. Ooh, Kickstarter. Yes. Um, Taking this off now. Go for it. Uh, That is, um, I'll have the main video on my YouTube channel links down below when it gets posted on YouTube and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's just that this one right here, this is what I have in my hand. One year, two months. <laughs> I put it like this. I put in for this order, this Kickstarter, March 2021. And I just got it last week. <laughs> wow, two years. Yeah, two years. Uh, it was supposed to get in my hands like, March 2022 because uh, he was putting everything together, editing it. Um, but by the end of the year, uh, uh, the distributor that he was going through uh, pretty much decided, oh, uh, we don't want to distribute things for Kickstarter no more. And not to mention weeks prior to that, it was like, oh, uh, instead of this amount going to be uh, needed to ship things out, it's now this n- amount, meaning seven thousand dollars. Now fifteen hundred. Now it's two two grand. Now it's two twenty five hundred. Um, get, granted, I'm I'm lowballing. I'm just you know. Then they said, told him, 
oh, we're not doing Kickstarter no uh, distri- distribution no more. Mm. And this was after him t- saying that, hey, uh, I'm taking two jobs to get this shit out to you. Uh, then saying like, still, I'm going through medical issues and this, that. It just, granted, if the person was going through medical issues, yeah, it, it just, it's one of those things that when you go say X, then Y, then Z, it's like, it could be all legit, but it just sounds fake. And it was just like, uh, then about three weeks ago, um, prior, and it was just like, hey, guess what? Uh, one of the uh, groups called, I'm not pronouncing the name, it's um, Even, Eventyar or whatever it is. Um, they, I guess they publish books like this or distribute mm-hmm. books like this. They say, hey, we'll distribute and we'll sell your book. I guess they made a deal and they're like, okay. Everybody's getting now, so I had to wait a week and a half from not the postal service. You peef freaking ass. Mm. Hate UPS. Because when I initially when I got my other Kickstarter, my second Kickstarter that I put in for, which also I waited a year over a year for, that took a month for UPS to get it to me. And when I put in my email address, UPS said, your email is not valid. Uh, how is a Gmail account not valid? <laughs> so I was like, maybe they're still working on, uh, they hired folks that are still thinking that it's the year 2001. So I used my Yahoo email, my personal professional email that I use for like, applying for a job or if I want to see more professional instead of uh, clown show five sort of thing. Yeah. Again, I get the same thing. Your email is not valid. How is Yahoo email not freaking valid? Yahoo email has been around since like 1998. What the hell? Do I need an AOL email now just to make sure this actually goes through? Mm. So it was just, I'm happy that this has finally arrived. The full story is going to be on the um, YouTube, me reacting to it. I've got – there's thanks in here of everybody that pretty much don't um, supported the Kickstarter, so I'm on one of the pages. I have uh, everything in as digital copies. Uh, I have to speak to some of a colleague of ours if he's starting to get into D&D, uh, mm-hmm. Mick from – Sing snobs. Yeah, I saw. Um, if he gets into it, I I told him like, listen, I have. Uh, uh, I'll speak to Uncle Tony. Uh, see if there's a couple of things that uh, could mysteriously fall off the back of a, a digital truck, so to speak, and I'll give you a- access to those. So um, that way, him and his kids, and he's able to do that. And plus, uh, I invite him in, into my group. That way, if he wants to play, he has a way to actually play one of these days and see what a bunch of weirdos we are <laughs> well that was so funny because like i i listened to the show i listened to scene snobs and um it was interesting because i want to say a couple weeks ago um he was on the show and he was talking about D and i guess he got a guest in and the guest was like stop waiting to be invited go and get a manual be a dm and then everybody's going to be beating down your door to play 
it it just took me a while um me it took me a while for to do get into D and just the whole aspect of finding a group and it I forgot where it was. I think it was like Facebook back in late 2020 when somebody posted up in like one of these, uh, what's going on in this group. Um, and that's how I met the group that I'm part of now. And they're like, well, at least get, you know, I didn't have any type. I didn't have a player guide. I didn't have any DM manuals or anything like that. And, but once I got started, granted, I had a, I'm not knocking my employer now, but I had a better paying job at the time. I got the player's guide. I got the monster manual. I got the um, DM's guide. And I got a couple extra books. Plus, I was part of a Patreon that helped, that uh, put out like one shots and all that Mm -hmm. and used their stuff. Um, because they did their own, made their own, <clears throat> excuse me, their own creatures. So I made my own monster manual, and that's how I kind of saw, start to see a lot of the drama that is in the D and D community. That's not directed towards Wizards of the Coast. It's different. It's the best way to describe it is. For most people that are a part of the video gaming community, it's like the infighting between Nintendo versus Xbox versus mm-hmm. PC versus uh, you know PlayStation. It's it's like that. It's like it's or even worse. It's like looking in the PC gaming community, and it's like how dare you use this keyboard, not that keyboard? How do you how dare you use this mouse, not not that mouse? How dare you use that graphics card, not that graphics card? How do you, dare you use that processor, not that processor? Yet everything. It, I mean, it's so much infighting drama. That's like, with any fandom. I I hate to say it. And, like, it's interesting you bring up gaming because, like, you ever want to see all the infighting and bickering? Look at the speedrun community for anything in gaming. Yeah. The uh, rules, it's just that... The rules are, you know, hey, you made this slight modification to this original Donkey Kong arcade. You no longer qualify as being the fast runtime. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? But then there are people who cheat, like, what's his name? It sold his hot sauce and got made fun of in Pixels. Right. And, but, like, with what I, the, the Kickstarter I just got, uh, I'll, I'll call them out right here, right now, if you don't mind. Um, it's Skinny Minis. Um, SkinnyMinis.com. Um, what, pretty much what they do is, I, I give them full credit because I, my place is very tiny. Mm-hmm. And to be a part of the D&D hobby, one of the things that you might need is like minis for to represent Ventures, something yeah. on the on the map. Um, that's part of the drama. It's like, oh, you need minis. You need a uh, 2D, 3D, the actual minis. It, I mean, it's, you know, but the ones that don't, most of the community don't really give yeah, a no. shit. And they're like, hey, if you go to, if you need, you know, stuff in bulk, go to the uh, Dollar Tree, get a bucket of, or Family Dollar, get a buck of Green Army Man, uh, or something like that, well, and that works just like, fine. Dollar Tree, you can get, like, 
even Dollar General, like come Halloween, you can get little skeleton armies, you can get little monster Yeah, that, armies. that's what there's. Um, Yeah. but with the skinny minis, their one their quality went down over the past year. The artwork is amazing though. Just that they're supposed to. You're given a sheet about the size of this cookbook. It's like, but where in years past when I first was getting their stuff, they would fit in the sheet about this size. It's maybe about eight inches by about. six it'd be in there nice and snug now you look at it funny that all everything this falls out not to mention they have their own part um the company has their own design on holders meaning you have to buy uh you could buy their holders for the skinny minis which at times is constantly out of stock but Imagine when you get the holders, they're this big, yet everything you go to in stores like Walmart, Target is the standard, meaning Mm -hmm. you have to buy their binder in order for their pages to fit, Yeah. and it's not standard. It's not standard um Binder sheets, I meaning you can't go to Walmart, you can't go to Target, you can't go to um, Willy Wally's, you know, Amazon place, you know, $5, $10 bin to get a binder for $2 on the cheap. Put the holders in and store them that way. You have to buy, spend $15 plus shipping and handling So about to get, $20.25 by the time everything's said yeah. and done. to have their binder, which is pretty much getting something branded like Nike branded in a way. And I've gotten into Facebook arguments of Kickstarter, Kickstarter threads when they were doing the whole campaign about them. It's like, you don't need their binders. Oh, you, yes, you do. It was like that. You, yes, you got to pay the $15 for their, their sheets. You know, the, The five dollars for their sheets and the fifteen dollars for their binder. Really, <laughs> really, <laughs> I need to do that. Yet I could spend the same amount of money, minus shipping and handling. I could go to a place like Michael's and get coin sheets or Amazon coin sheets off of Amazon, and they fit just as well. Not to mention, I could go to any place that sells a binder. on the cheap and you know have everything fit oh but how would you know that your skinny minis are in there uh i could put my own artwork in the word skinny minis on the back oh you can't get any stylized artwork it's probably all click art i'm like dude Who cares? i know so many i'm like who cares number two no, that's number one number two i have so many artist friends that would probably do shit for me For free. for a pop tart for you know pop tarts or pizza you know you know <laughs> or gas money coming down here just to see the hell out of me um uh, I'm, I'm talking about george on that <laughs> matter uh, but uh, nothing against george i'm just saying you know friends that would do it for cheap or you know free or the cost of materials 
You know, it, it's, it's not a big deal. And it will be look better, be better, and more unique than anything else than what you can get and spend more. Right. So for if not for the same amount of money that you're spending for that, mine's going to be more unique instead of getting the Nike branded stuff type of branded stuff. And they're like, oh, whatever. I'm like, dude, save yourself some time, effort, and money. You know, it just – granted, you might have to go someplace you might not like to do it. And like, well, what about the big full sheet stuff? I'm like, uh, again, I go to like Michael's. They sell full-page stamp supplies, yeah. which is like a sheet uh, – binder sheets for paper, but made for stamps. Those on the regular. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm a cheap bastard, and I know it. You know, be a cheap bastard, be unique. And it's like when people used to ask me, like, where I would find like unbranded T-shirts that were just like regular T-shirts, I'm like, go to Michaels. You can get them for like sometimes three for ten dollars. Yeah, that's like that's why I, uh, I think we talked about this one time. It's like get the independent stuff, get the. Granted, with everything that happened earlier this year, uh, Wizards of the Coast, and still happening with Wizards of the Coast, uh, i.e. them hiring armed thugs to go after a uh, a YouTuber with about 2,000 subscribers over getting something early. Um, yeah, uh, I saw you, that. Yeah. Good old Hasbro. Yeah, good old Hasbro. Hasbro. Uh, sending uh, folks that are not (laughs) because they got something early that they shouldn't have. They were sent something early that they shouldn't have. They weren't expecting it, but it was a mistake on the people sending it. And Hasbro sent uh, for the folks at home, the Pinkertons, who went there supposedly and allegedly armed, saying, give us the, the stuff now or else. So, I tell you, that's something I want like my artist friends to do. I want them to draw a picture of Unicron for me, completely crushing a planet, and just have him wearing like a chain that says Hasbro, and the planet to be listed like name any of the companies that they've consumed, Kenner, da, 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 and then down below it says till all are fun. <laughs> <laughs> George, if you're watching this, get in on that, will you? Um, but I, I like stuff like this. This is uh, pretty much what this is, is a book of one shots. So uh, I have two more, two major Kickstarters uh, that See, I'm waiting the on. Thing that I think right. is the problem with Kickstarter. And I hate to say it. Because um, number one, I, I don't know if you follow Larry Bundy. I, if you follow my comments, Larry must watch my stuff. I'm like, wow, somebody with a big enough draw yeah. watches me. Um yeah, I, I I know Larry. For those you know, it's like if we're talking about the same Larry, it's Larry hello you. Yeah, yeah, Larry Bundy. Um, hello you. Hello you. Uh, I follow also follow his counterpart that does all these Kickstarter scam yeah, videos. Kick scammer because even Larry kick does scam. kick scammer as well. And yeah, there's there's a ton of people that are just scummy that are on Kickstarter, and I hate to say it. A lot of times there's stuff that's great ideas. They get on Kickstarter, 
that person gets offered some sort of deal with some other company because of the Kickstarter. And then the thing goes to crap where it's got to be through a certain company. It can only be X, Y, and Z. And it's, it's kind of destroying indie creators. Um, and I have so many questions on that because like with tech, the tech side, you need a working prototype. Yeah. How does that work with movies? How does that work with books? How does that work with like, I, a, you know, pen and pencil game? I mean, I get understanding having the basics, but you're not going to have a ready formed movie. You're not always going to have a ready formed book. You might, but you get what right. I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's why when it comes to indie, like something like Indiegogo, uh, if I have the money for it, I go only go with folks that I trust and I know mm -hmm. in regards to that. Uh, or if it fails, I don't really give a shit about because they haven't burnt me in the past or I know their reputation. They're good people anyway, and they might have their constantly communication. I'm talking about like David Kerr, uh, um, like uh epg folks behind epg um i know you don't know the gentleman uh john johnson and his company dark stone uh i'm friends with these guys and gals on facebook you yeah. know so that i'm always getting constant information about how they're doing and what's going on so if they're doing an indiegogo like uh john johnson is doing something um because he has a daughter he's doing a um he wants to do something called it's called blue moon it's starring his little baby daughter mm. um i'm like you know what screw it you know pick, yeah, shut up and take my money you know shut up if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't just shut up i know you you're good people i've met you before you're an awesome guy whatever if it, you know you always have these ideas flowing through your head i don't mind it tim if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out same thing with david dave kerr uh folks behind epg and you know something like that should yeah shit happens but i know these folks i don't mind giving them my money yeah exactly because i, I trust them more than i trust some idiot else you know somebody else um but with kickstarter with the stuff that i backed it was just me taking a chance and trying something uh the two that i have waiting are both um Basically, they're major creators as it is. So that's why I didn't mind giving them my money. Right. Uh, I have – so one is they're doing reprint books. They're in the process of finalizing everything, giving everything to the printer. Uh, I should expect final word and them bugging me for shipping and handling in June, if not July. Um uh, and probably have everything shipped out to me by the end of the year. Um, the other one, I am I might have to jump on their Kickstarter to see when everything's being shipped out, if it was shipped out, uh, because I have a port, porch part uh, issue hap that happens by me. So if they didn't ship everything out yet, why not? If they did, why didn't I get a tracking number in regards to it, because my skinny minis order came, had a tracking number. This had a tracking number. Mm -hmm. Why didn't they have a tracking number? So, just questions. No, so, that's the nature of Kickstarter. You know, it yeah, sucks.
and sometimes it's useful other times it's not but i i think that's it, it's just the next one the one that i'm expecting to arrive that should have been shipped out is my um i won't say bragging rights but it it's the uh call it a clout cha chaser and something like that pretty much it's something unique and unless you were following that kickstarter that campaign you're not really going to get it until they decide to put it out to the world. So if I want to go up to uh, the local gaming shop and do something there before work, I have something as bragging rights because it comes with its own dice holder, its own bag, and that way I feel special. <laughs> you know how it is being a geek. Yep. Dramatic. Pause. So if you haven't already figured it out by now, you're listening to Sasha After Dark, the podcast of darkness with yours cruelly, Sasha Constantine Monroe, a.k.a. Sasha, the princess of darkness. And with me, of course, is always the Martinsburg madman himself, Christopher Lumser from the Longcoat Mafia podcast. So today we got some interesting news here, Chris. <laughs> So, uh, for the folks at home trying to do the whole DVD thing, <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Uh, people probably don't remember those. We're getting to that age, but uh, yeah, so much like if there's a Bigfoot sighting in Boggy Creek, Arkansas, people are going to Midlothian, Virginia. Do you know why? Uh, Mothman, no, Chris Chan. <laughs> <laughs> ah christian yep apparently they are out of jail it has been confirmed that they're in some sort of group home um apparently they were seen recently out at walmart um, yeah uh i i don't mean to uh interrupt you i uh, saw a video in regards to that someone did that was an update kind of like what we're doing right now um it was not being a troll uh they're person doing the video was again doing what we're doing uh just giving an update of what the person what chris chan was doing and from i'm sure it's the same information that you heard yep. they were at walmart shopping good chance they were but it came off. from several sources we're not talking right. about one individual person several different people had cited chris chan and got pictures of Christine Chandler while they were shopping in Walmart. Had pretty much an itinerary of everything that was in their cart. Um, big mentions were made that all oh, know they bought a Nintendo Switch. That they have a Nintendo Switch while they were in prison. And it's like, please, like the cops wouldn't have pocketed that. And oh yeah, I got damaged. It's gone now. Sorry, you know. Um. But yeah, everybody's oh. just kind of waiting with abated breath. But the trolls are now going into Midlothian. They're, yeah, they're they're doing that. They're acting like um, paparazzi to bug him, and you know all that. Um, some people that from what the video said, and it's like, why would he be allowed? To, you know, get a Nintendo. I'm like, who cares? As somebody who has, you know, who one? Yeah, you're right. Who cares? Two, you know, as somebody granted, like he. He's not supposed to have internet. You don't really to play something like Pope because he is a she. They. Hey, I've uh, been just using they, they, uh, 
they uh, are big Pokemon fans. If they want to put, you don't, you don't really need an internet connection to play something like Pokemon or, you know, Super Mario, whatever they wish to play on the system. But as somebody was in the hospital for two weeks, granted that was going on three years ago, you get bored every uh, pretty damn quick. So you need something to at least entertain yourself. And if they have the funds and they were allowed to get a Nintendo Switch, because we do not know what restrictions they have issued upon them, right? Uh, then let them ha- play Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like the they video, went some... and bought a new PC. It's it's not like right. You know they they had basic essentials in their cart aside from a source of entertainment. And to me, right. it's like what worries me is now, like I said, making the reference to cryptid hunters. Everybody's flocking down the Midlothian to see, and it's like just let them be. You know, and one of the other... that's going to get them kicked out of that home if everybody starts hounding them. And yeah, it's going to put undue pressure not only on Chris Chan, it's going to put undue pressure on the other residents in that home. Right. And one of the things that the video showed and was talking about is like some of the other photos that was taken of Chris Chan was that at, um, I guess, a hobby place near them. And they were playing Pokemon at this shop. Again, you need entertainment. Uh, Chris Chan is a known Pokemon lover. Mm-hmm. And so, again, if on the cheap end, granted, getting a new Switch is a, is an expense. But besides the initial um, expense or getting enough packs of cards to start a new Pokemon deck. Uh, are they harming anybody? No, they're having maybe having fun. They're, it's entertaining. Gets them. It might actually get them out of the home. You know, it's like you don't since even though a lot of what Chris Chant, happened to Chris Chant was posted on YouTube, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, we don't really know what his Again, my bad. What their personality is behind closed doors, especially in this group home, in this halfway house, whatever it is, and allowing Chris Chan to have a switch or have go to a hobby shop to play Pokemon, it might be just like giving a, uh, I don't mean it in a bad way, maybe equivalent of giving a, uh, a child an iPad or a child a tablet and just like, you know what, take this. That way I have some quiet time, you know. Yeah. Oh, you want to go play Birds. Pokemon? Go play. Oh, you want to go to a hobby shop and play Pokemon? Okay, we'll do that. If that gets, you know, gets you out of my hair for two or three hours, go ahead and do that. Um, and that could be one thing. Plus it could, it, it, as we said the last time, Christian is autistic and sometimes regular things are comforting for somebody who's autistic and him probably again, again, folks at home, we don't uh, know what their pronouns are. Pronouns are. So, So. um, I I just want to be respectful. So, uh, the, the home allowing them to play Pokemon, going out to play Pokemon, having a Nintendo switch to play Pokemon, 
may keep them more on a normal level, I think might be the proper terminology for it. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to fully grasp everything, but still. And not if, only that, you know, it's not just them at the home. And these are people that are trying to be reacclimated to society. That's why they're in a group home or a shelter or wherever they're they're trying to be reacclimated. And if people are going to act like a pop paparazzi and hound any one of them, you're affecting all of them. Right. And you, we don't know what kind of, or I wouldn't say what kind, um, how the other folks at that home might take things. There, there could be a few cases that, granted, a lot of the photos I saw in that video, it was just concentrating on Chris Chan. But there I was an know. older guy caught that was apparently loaded in with the van as well. That was in a number of pictures, and that could be a problem too. You know. Now, what I mean by that is that um, I've worked with a few folks that were autistic, mm -hmm. and sometimes uh, it's hard. Though it's hard to tell what's going through the mind of somebody who's autistic, but sometimes they like to feel included in normality. And if Chris Chan is getting all this attention. And if they get snapped to, hey, I'm getting attention too. I, I I feel special now too. So you don't know how that's full, like you said, how it's going to fully affect everybody else. It could be a positive thing. It could be a negative thing. It, you don't know. Everybody has to kind of be on. It's going to be thin ice. It's going to be eggshells for the next God knows how long. Right. And, and and that's the thing. I think that's my biggest thing. It was like when we first had the conversation regarding Chris Chan, um, basically my whole point of view was, is like, I don't excuse what they did or didn't do. Um, I right. don't excuse what the trolls did or didn't do. I just know that there's a lot of people that need to be held accountable. And there's a lot of people who are exacerbating the problem when they shouldn't have been. I mean, I honestly, in my opinion, and keep mind, it's just my opinion, yeah. but if the whole lol cow phenomenon wasn't such a thing as it is, and people didn't just kept exacerbating the situation to get reaction and laughs, things probably wouldn't have gotten as bad as they have. I, I've seen the internet do great things for other people. But then there are times when you see something like this and you're like, yeah, a person's only responsible up to a certain point, but this is somebody who already has mental health challenges. It's not hard to make them do something that they probably shouldn't. Do, yeah. You know? And especially if they're not, they don't have the proper support system in their life. It's all negativity and trolls um, and people pretending to be their friend to get a reaction right right it's not like i won't say normality if you have a bunch of folks that are in their life that would be in this scenario saying yo christian they're dicking with you don't know it's not you know to get them back on par um they're, they're trolling you, they're doing anything or that don't react to it. And when the loud, in this case, the louder voice is that the trolls 
Christian, I guess, again, like last time you stated, the, the trolls were the louder one. Then you had to listen and react where the quieter voices were, no, no, calm down, don't do this, don't. And it was just the greater majority that he was listening, they were listening to than the minority. And there is a condition by that some people might have, and that is the, uh, they would listen to somebody that might either hold or has a position of power or has that air of position of power. Right. Um, some people who I, I was told that I had this conversation with somebody. Um, it could apply to this as well. Um, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, folks out there, if you want to leave a comment, leave a comment saying I'm wrong and tell me how I'm wrong. Uh, it was somebody that uh, I was talking to this person in regards to sexual assault victims. And I told them, you know, just overviewed with what happened between my, me and my ex. And she, that person said, yeah, it sounds like, um, it's like, I don't know. She said, I don't know the situation, but it sounds like she, a lot of folks in her uh, life were coming from, or uh, talked her into that they were coming from a position of power. Uh, she said, I'm not saying you were doing that, but it was the wrong end of the stick that was convincing her. And because she didn't have the positive reinforcement to say, no, you know, take you, get your shit and leave, get it yourself out of there. And, or if she was being told that it was the minority and it's a lot of, she said a lot of sexual assault victims have that aspect of that come from trauma. They have the aspect of, I'm going to listen to somebody that has power. Oh, my father has power. So therefore, or in a way, uh, a parental figure has power. A therapist has power. Uh, an older older brother has power. If that whole dynamic is toxic and that person's listening to those toxic aspect and toxic people in power, then the folks that might be coming into their life that want them to be healthy, better, and do good they're not really going to listen because they though listening to somebody in power it can be good they're listening to wrong wrong people in power because those in power are toxic meaning 6 out of 10 of the people in power that that person's listening to are toxic and they're therefore in the majority that's where that person's mindset so christian if that condition is happening to him with the whole aspect of, or the other variable being him being them being autistic. Again, it's that compound issue, right? I can be completely wrong in this. Uh, so again, um, folks in the comments, please see if I'm right, if I'm wrong. Uh, right. And, and to me at, at the end of the day, it's like, just let it be. They, they've, they've done right. what they've done. Damage is done. Anything more, that's done is going to exacerbate the problem and hopefully the group home or at least the people running the group home are kind of informed of this and are somewhat aware as to what's going on i just hope that doesn't limit anybody's visitation or anything of that nature like going out and getting things that they need um but it's intriguing because it's a special case it is 
it is a special case. And in, in this case, they have, instead of, if everything that was said in the past was, let's say, true, uh, I, I'll tr true, that the only other person that, in Chris Chan's life was his mother mm -hmm. that was uh, allegedly suffering from dementia. Therefore, they didn't have that, they didn't have that positive uh, to go and trying to, again, back up with what I was talking about, that positive uh, person of power in their life. Therefore, they were, they were listening to all the trolls. In this environment, they could have that positive, like, no, don't listen to them. Don't, and just removing Chris Chan from that toxicity toxicity they can also be that barrier between the trolls and chris chan so that way if stuff does get through it's instead of it being eight out of ten toxicity it could be closer to two and they could deal with the two and like no see it's only two it's only two people we're here to help you these people are here to help you you know if you have the white knights that are there you know hey here's you know we want to see him get better. Here's a couple extra bucks if he wants to get some Pokemon cards and have some fun, sort of thing. Yeah. You know, that way, if, if you want some books or some drawing paper or some clay, that way he has some, you know, something to do. Then, therefore, they let that positivity in, you know, into his life. And if it's care pack, like if Chris Chan likes chocolate chip cookies, for example, they're sending him, sending them. Uh, Chips Ahoy, you know. Right. Uh, they're, they're I'm, like, not oh, saying, some, you know. I'm not saying that everybody that follows this situation is bad, but I'm saying the majority right. of the people have been. And given the history of Chris and everything that's gone on and their background, and I'm just going to be honest with you, the whole low-cal trend, it's like most of the people I've seen that's become low-cals have some sort of mental health challenge. You know, I don't like to use the word disability. I never have. I prefer the term challenge because we all have challenges in our life, you know. Right. Um, and this is something that, for whatever reason, people were targeting. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at that German guy I told you about that literally got kicked out of his home and it got demolished. It's, it's intense. No, yeah, I got, I got to. I probably completely forgot. It's been one hell. Folks at home will we'll be probably getting into that in a little bit but uh it's been one hell of a, a week it's been a hell of a few weeks so i'm saying it, stir in the pot <laughs> bubble bubble <laughs> bubble Speaking. Like, why am I why am I hearing hey 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 what's going on where did Folks, if you don't know that, me. <laughs> it's a whole aspect of that chef from the uh, He-Man video, too. What's going on? Yep. So, speaking of things going on, um, people that are familiar with KISS, or as I like to call it, ICP for boomers. Um, Paul Stanley, recently, of course, being of a certain generation decided to go on Twitter and kind of say some pretty transphobic thing about trans kids and affirming trans care and things of that nature. 
Um, which I will say, I will give him credit, even though it's a half-assed apology. I'll take a half-assed apology over no-ass apology. Um, he did backtrack on it. Apparently, I guess Paul Stanley has some sort of handlers and agents and managers or something saying, you've opened up a can of worms, shut up, back off, get away from that, you're too close to the edge. Um, but his buddy D. Snyder, unfortunately, did not. Um, now, keep in mind that this is a guy from Twisted Sister um, who is very famous for, well, let's be frank, um, adopting cross-dressing attitudes towards uh, punk rock music or punk rock music um, and backed up Paul Stanley. And even though Paul has retracted his statements, D has stand firm and has said that he's going to double down on this. And he's like, but I am an ally. And he kept hinting that he was going to announce something. Well, Mama Sash being who she is and some other trans advocates and activists are like, huh, why is he so cocksure that he's still an ally with us when he's saying this crap? And so we found out by a little digging that he was going to not only perform at San Francisco Pride, but also be a grand marshal. And knowing certain people and a bunch of us got together and happened to reach out to San Francisco Pride. And so before he could announce it, San Francisco Pride announced that, no, we're not going to have him as a grand marshal anymore. We had considered it, but due to his support of transphobic statements, we are no longer supporting and counseling his shows. Now, you'd think as an individual, D would be smart enough to go, okay, I fucked up. I need to shut up at this point. But now he's calling trans people intolerant. And I'm just like, hold up. So your friend said some fucked up shit. You supported the fucked up shit. You got consequences for said fucked up shit. And now you're blaming somebody else for being intolerant for your own intolerance. As I always personally say, tolerance at least in my opinion is a social contract those who adhere to it are protected by it but those who intentionally do not adhere to it your ass is grass the only intolerance simply put that should exist is against intolerance itself i'll say this i know folks at home sasha's the first and foremost person they'll call me out of my shit uh, on certain things and everything else. And she's more than welcome to that. That's one of the reasons probably I'm on her show. Exactly. And, and hopefully I'm able to do the same thing with Sasha. I'll say this in regards to Twitter. Twitter is one of those platforms where I'm just getting a it's, it's hard to convey nuance. It's hard to convey context in a lot of ways. Because, granted, they went past the whole aspect of 140 characters. It's still kind of hard to convey nuance. And therefore, with what happened with, uh, what was his name, Peter? Paul. But Paul apologized. Paul. Uh, Paul. So, therefore, uh, he probably realized and his handle is like, you, you, you're probably uh, trying to convey, a. he probably clarified with his handles like, yeah, uh, that's not what was being conveyed in your tweets. Therefore, pull back and apologize. Because some of the 
because though I I'm one of the folks that yeah if a child is going through or hits puberty and they have that aspect of I don't feel like I'm part of the, the norm meaning the, right. the baseline norm I, meaning if I'm a guy male and I like females or if I'm a female and I like ga- gals uh, females and I like guys um, but here's the thing that, and I'm just going to make sure we yeah. add this sub clause before you go further people that identify as cisgender let's take for example children born without testicles that are assigned male at birth and they're born without testicles um children that are born at birth that are assigned female at birth and are born without ovaries those people would get gender affirming care such as they would get hormones for the corresponding gender based on just to clarify Based on what what their doctors or psychologists or anything like that would say after approval to take care of that issue. So even people of, and it's not just trans people, even cis people get gender affirming care. And a lot of these laws out there is not just going to affect people like me. They're going to affect everybody. And that's where the problem comes into play. Now to cut, Hopefully, if I'm trying to be on the same page as Sasha, uh, we're talking probably folks that are have been probably born a male, have been genetically tested with a XY chromosome, but born without the corresponding testicles, co- corresponding organs, and vice versa, and thus getting the proper medicine for that. And therefore, just to clarify, and yes, that's fine and dandy. Where but I might have an issue with is that is whether or not Sasha is going to agree with me or not. It's just that when some folks are saying, you know what, my my child, what might be um, for the lack of a better terminology, I think might be genetically and biologically a boy. He he or she likes. Barbie dolls. So therefore, I'm going to give them this medicine because I want them to be a a girl. No, uh, I'm like, no, no. Please at least wait until exactly they're at least they're in puberty. Let, let them decide then, because children that are not that might be five, uh, four, five, even two years old don't know who they are yet. Exactly. Let them, you know, and hit that's... puberty. Let them hit, you know, let them right. be at least. 18 you know if they choose that they don't if they are in the age of puberty let's say third um granted with uh biological gals it could be as early as 11 but between 12 and 18 they feel that i don't feel like i should be a girl i should be a boy Mm -hmm. then yes parents should say okay let's when you Right, become closer to eighteen. We'll go with that route, but we we support you. And that's yeah, I, actually how that's working that. right now. That's that's how the law is, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. Because when we say gender affirming affirming care, it's not always medication, and it's not always surgery, except for somebody that's intersex, meaning possessing both sexes, uh, which does happen. 
then right. at certain times, can a procedure be made? Honestly, I think they should wait until puberty, even in that. Um, but the thing of it is, is, is that there's a number of factors. Age, you got to have a complete medical background, meaning nobody's doing this right off the bat. You've got to be seen by so many physicians from endocrinologists and things of that nature right from the bat. Even if it's something you were born with, that's a genetic problem, you know, um, and you have to see psychologists. So these are people that are getting it and just talking to doctors and talking to psychologists, that's also considered gender affirming care, which these laws attack. And I think that's like, also the aspect of when you see some news outlets, whether it be Fox, CNN, or stations that are like that, even some probably YouTubers, they're going to, they're pointing out on, I want to say on both sides, the extremes, meaning they'll see somebody that's on the trans side of things saying, I'm going to give my kid at six years old medication to but you as can't. puberty block. But you, <laughs> yeah, thing is, <laughs> they're, they're, and you might have some folks that are, Part of the trans community is like, uh, even if I can't in the States, I'm going to go someplace else where I can get that stuff and do it. And that's illegal. That's what, and yeah. And, and the thing is, some of far right folks are seeing that and they're pointing that out. And you have might some folks in some of your circles saying, hey, and uh, since it goes from one extreme to the other, and all of a sudden you have mix ups, and someone yep. like Paul picks up on something like that not getting the full context in the story says something and that's where it, but my know, grievance might have isn't with boomer icp my grievance is right with the butt buddy that even after the apology even after hearing everything from a medical perspective a psychological perspective a very unbiased non-research bias point of view still holds to their guns and it's like right. you know and this is a person thing who got is, their kid a tattoo at 16. And, well, in some states, you can get a tattoo. Uh, a minor can get a tattoo with a, a permission of an adult. Uh, this is uh, here in West Virginia. I, I pass by a tattoo shop on the daily if I'm going on in downtown daily. They put up uh, a sign saying, yeah, if the person is 16, they can get a tattoo with the authorization of the parent. But if the person is... Uh, for the sake of everything, biological female, meaning they are showing breasts and everything mm -hmm. else, they c will not do something on exactly. the breasts or in anything covered up by a bikini uh, due to the fact that these folks are still, these, someone that is like under 18 is still considered a minor. But if they want to get a tattoo on their arm, that's okay. But this but, is um, this is what I find but interesting because there there are people that have brought up cases where they're like, well, I know for a fact that they, they won't give a name, they won't give a location, they won't give any other information that my cousin's sister's brother's best friend's kid. And it's like, no. And there's probably information that we're missing, such as um, I know recently there was a big deal made about a teenager that had to have their breasts removed due to cancer. But of course the lead was buried and it was made a trans issue. And it's like, no, they had a mastectomy because there was cancer present, which can happen to 
anyone who develops breasts. Anybody, right. And to right. me, it's but like, the thing is with this was research, kind of surprising. You know? <laughs> right. That's number one. Do your research. This was uh, seeing your post about, you know, the D Snyder situation on that, which was a little bit surprising to me because some of the stuff that I've seen now, I don't follow D Snyder on Twitter or anything like that. Twitter's a dumpster fire as it is. But in some of the things that I came across recently in regards to D Snyder, he seemed a little bit more far left than I would have thought in years past. And I was like, wow, I, I didn't expect that D Snyder to actually do something like that. You done fucked up. Yep. So, and it, now he's surprised I mean, because, and, and this is what I, I talk to people about all the time. I'm like, at the end of the day, when it comes to these laws that are out there, they aren't just targeting people under the age of 18. They're targeting a whole community. They're trying to get rid of all body autonomy. You know, basically where if you feel you need to have something done, no, that's not cool. Um, hell, there's politicians out there who came right out and said, don't care how young or old they are, we're going to eradicate trans people. And I'm just like, did I wake up in Nazi Germany? <laughs> you know? <laughs> that, that's why there are um, a lot of folks that, some of the folks that I even follow, um, I'm not talking, I won't, I'm not going to put them in the same boat as like, yeah, he could be a, a, a fuck it, uh, Stephen Crowder. I'm not putting them in that boat, but some of the logical ones that I follow, they actually like, oh, this bill is being out there that a lot of folks are saying are anti-trans. Okay, what the, they, they'll download before they even post a video, they'll download the bill and read the bill. They'll, yep. If it's, they look through the bill, see what it is. And like, if one side is saying it's X, Y, and Z, and the other side is saying, no, it's A, B, and C, it's like, no. This is what, what you the know, law is. Yeah. What the what law is, if it is completely, and they try to be at least fair. I'm not saying that they're neutral, but if they're, if someone like yourself, I'm not saying you personally, but if someone like yourself, no, I'm saying like, no, that's where a lot of the diehard folks, maybe in your camp, say, no, you're being far. And like, they just said in the bill, this clarification. Right. Read the that, download the bill, read it for yourself, prove them wrong. Yeah. Then so you know and read the verbatim of the law. And the if law, you, you if know. you know for a fact or you see an like a newspaper article that says somebody under the age of 18 has had care done, do your research and do your research as far as you can within the law. Do not dox people. Right. But and especially do not dox minors, because that's even worse. But do your research, because keep in mind, there is a such thing known as research bias. And it would be like if I am determined to prove something wrong, I already have a bias. I'm not going to weigh other options. You know, you have to approach your research with an open mind. Like, like the old Dragnet episodes. Again, I'm showing my age. What, what do they use right. the catchphrase for Dragnet? The names have been changed to protect no, no. Anderson. What, was the one, what? what did the one cop said all the time whenever he was interviewing somebody? Just the... I didn't want... Just the facts. Exactly. And that's the thing. Journalism isn't like what it used to be 
30 years ago. It isn't like what it used to be 40 years ago. Wasn't even like what it used to be 50 years ago. Nobody reports on the facts. Everybody has a bias nowadays, right off the bat. Um, and so they're going to find, like, if you read any of these questionable headlines that are out there, they're there to grab eyeballs, kind of like what we do on YouTube, as terrible as it makes it sound, but we're not journalists, you know, <laughs> we're YouTubers. We're, we're quite, or, yeah, we're YouTubers, we're podcasters, but we are we, in a way, journalists? No. Yes, uh, quasi. We're entertainment. We're entertainment journalists. Um, we're we're journalists or, in the same vein that Weekly News World and Report is. Uh, <laughs> hey, I have some standards, in, but uh, I'm more of an entertainment reporter. I think uh, at at most entertainment tonight, if not access Hollywood, but less TMZ than anything else. Despite the fact we just talked about Chris Chan, but still, <laughs> and D. Snyder. But Chris uh, Chan, let's be honest, when it but, came to Chris Chan, they are, as of right now, the most well-documented person on the earth. Right. Think about that for the sec. And it's debatable if ever, because this is somebody who's been on the internet and the news at such an early age. They were technically the first Let's Player. When they used to do Animal Crossing videos. Trust me, that is a whole weird kettle of fish. Like I said, next time we meet up face to face, not like this. Uh, I have. To, uh, you already know the tale. I have to go in because we talk about Chris Chan, and there are a few things. Heck, maybe even after, if you have time, that. <laughs> how it kind of correlates with everything else. I'm not going to put that information out here. I will not do that. Um, well, you you don't even want to know how it stumbled, how I stumbled down that rabbit hole. It was but, a complete incident. Somebody was on one of my other pages and they tried to compare me to Chris Chan. And me being old, I'm like, why am I being compared to this person? What the fuck's going on? Who is this? whatever and of course i got cold ancient for not knowing who this person was at the time and i did a little research and it was like uh, you know what they say when people are like don't look this is one of those situations right. where i looked and i should have listened to nietzsche a little bit more <laughs> it's like, i stared into that black void <laughs> and the thing is with me it's like when you brought up say hey we're going to be talking about christian this is the first time like who now granted i felt i told you this like some ordinary gamers might have talked about them real them real quick or uh repsion might have done a deep dive about it uh them at one point uh but other than that i it was just like i'm not going to watch a you know like a 40 or 15 minute video yeah. on you know, <laughs> on somebody that uh i don't know that's already a a dumpster fire i uh, thought and but, this this is how dumb i was on, i thought because you know how like with a wikipedia page you'll get a brief summary yeah yeah there is no brief summary for chris chan so. <laughs> <laughs> even the brief summary is not brief it just scrolls and you're like <laughs> but anyway back to d not uh d snatters yeah like i said somebody who's kind of Ch tried to champion uh, for those who don't know uh, yet yeah, I have the twisted sister doc uh, 
not documented. The you know, I love what he did with Congress back in the day. Yeah, it's one of that's what I'm talking about. Uh, with that, and you know, him going against Congress and the idiots that that are there, and the well, whole aspect double of down on something that Paul Stanley said, and then that was taken back, and to still double down, it's just like. There's a reason he doubled down. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, it's like, dude, just shut up. There's a time and a place to double down on something, but not, you know, on other things. No. The best way no. I can describe it, I, I know you, you were the type of kid growing up, probably went outside the play and you probably had a neighbor dog where it was like, don't poke that neighbor dog. It'll bite you. Uh, I wasn't there, but we had a dog. Living where I'm at now, there was a dog. It's like you don't want to, you know, poke that dog any, at all. Yeah, but there's but, always that one stupid kid that pokes that dog, right? And then says, "Oh no, it bit me!" And it's like, let me put like this: what uh, D. Snyder did was to double down on that; it was wrong. But on the positive side, to give you a little guy, guys and gals out there, um, a little bit of a backstory. I lived in Long Island, New York. When I was, I remember this today because it's the most, uh, it's funny as hell. There's a, a 10th birthday. There's a, there's themed restaurants nowadays. Uh, you, they're from Maine to Florida, from Atlanta to LA. There's themed restaurants. This place was um, cowboy themed. If we have to I talk mean, about D again, and I'm sorry to interrupt. It just, go ahead popped into my head i don't know if you saw that my eyeballs grew three times their size double what? down d or double d i was <laughs> gonna refer double to d. <laughs> but uh this place was like i said cowboy i mean classic cow 10 gallon hat type of ordeal uh not only did they the whole place double down on the cow cowboy theme they doubled down on the double down uh best way to think it Think of it is the equivalent of how Marty Inception. McFly looked. Uh, kind of, kind of like uh, how Marty Mc. Everybody that worked there kind of looked like Marty McFly in Back to the Future too. Uh, oh, okay. Like what's it? Roger no, three. Uh, like the you know that type of thing. Thing. Every, I mean, wall to walls. Like they doubled down on the double down on the idea, but it worked. Um, please keep in mind this is coming from somebody who's remembering this as a ten year old. We got sat down near the manager's office, and this place is think um, think the place was like called Big Tex or something like that, and their mascot <laughs> was this guy that didn't wear it, didn't have it, just a ten gallon hat. It was a hat that the mascot looked like he was like maybe six foot tall, and the hat went down to his knees. So me as a ten year old thought logically that maybe this person's maybe a little bit taller than my dad. My dad was was like five foot eight at the time and i'm thinking maybe this, this dude's you know the guy in the manager because if you go to mcdonald's you think the manager is ronald mcdonald when you're 10 years old right yeah um that was my logic as a 10 year old the manager is, looks like the dude in the you know on the the sign out front he's going to have a very large hat you know cowboy hat no um out walks a dwarf, uh, so a little person, someone that is 
the height of a ten-year-old. I'm, I'm a little person. That's the <laughs> No, <laughs> I mean, so, someone like the looks of like Brad, yeah. comedian Brad Williams. You know, someone who's like four foot nothing. Uh, the height of a ten-year-old. I'm like, uh, my ten-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Just like my head is just slipping gears, and my I could look. I remember the look of my folks' faces to this day. They're like. Don't say shit. Don't 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 let him say shit. Don't don't no hope. No, I hope to God we taught him enough by this point in his life that he's not going to say shit. He's not going to laugh. He's not going to do anything. But the this guy comes up like oh, here's your birthday. We'll try to get something you know, a uh, piece of cake or whatever, a cookie, whatever it was that they had at the time or something like that. And like you having a good birthday, you know. To kind of quote uh, Mr. Krabs, you're having a good day, son, you know, sort of deal. And you're like, yeah, yeah, oh, great. Well, I'll speak to the kitchen and, you know, see if they can get a little, makes a little something special for you. He walks up and I'm like, I thought he'd be taller. And my folks are just starting to crack up laughing because, all right, you won the day. You didn't say shit. We expected you to laugh, but that was just funny right there. They, they, we, we weren't picking on him because he was four foot nut four foot nothing but it's the whole scenario that it's like well i thought he was going to be like your height dad it was, you know that sort of thing it just blows something like that just blows the mind of a 10 year old <laughs> even though it's six year old <laughs> so it's just one of those things it's a good something like that is uh i wouldn't say like that but having a themed restaurant that doubles down on a idea and doubles down on that works it, especially if it makes the money and brings in more business so that's yeah, why I i'm keeping the beer bring anybody anybody more business right i, I, I don't i don't think uh, i mean you've, you've already lost san francisco pride and the grand marshalship um, it's like keep pushing see what else happens <laughs> it's not going to get you're not going to get the uh desired results it's not uh-uh. The dog already bit you, and now you're surprised. It's a bad dog. Why'd you poke it then? Right. <laughs> you know? It's like walking into the inner city and dropping certain, you know, inward slur and being surprised that, you know, they're mad at you. Yeah. They just pull out the book and go, they're what's your name, son? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, what's your name? You're not on the list of approved people, approved people that are allowed to say this word in this area. So your ass is grass. Yeah. So, and and then afterwards, go they're intolerant. It's like stop, pause. <laughs> uh, stop. Uh, is what it is. But yes, that has it been is. the interesting drama of late. Um, so I've gotten a lot of views because of it and I've, I found it very humorous. Um, but anyways, so let's talk about something a little bit more positive. Evil dead. <laughs> Evil dead. Uh, here's the thing. I got to pull up my, here's something that Sasha probably does. I'm pulling up show notes. Did it? Yep. There we go. I'm t- I type up notes on my phone, my phone, save it as draft so I can have at least some access to when we talk about shit. So, Evil Dead Rise. I can, uh, despite some saying, you know, it's X, Y, and Z, uh, 
Uh, I I kind of enjoyed it and a lot. It, it's the amount of practical part of it, it. It's just what got me is it didn't start out as I expected. I was like, why is it starting out here? But it explained itself, <laughs> which allowed me to you know like okay now now we're getting somewhere now we're it's explaining itself. Um, the the sound usage. I was like, I was watching. It's like, wow, it's playing all the 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 knots. To how Sam Raimi did shit. How the camera usage and some of the the movements and the over exaggeration on certain things. Uh, it wasn't until like it's because only mostly because I was trying to get like popcorn and a drink, and everybody out front of the theater was like at the concession stand was like, uh, I don't know what I, I'm like, wait a minute. Theater sells only three, four things, candy, drink, popcorn, and pretzels. How do you not know what you want right now? (laughs) But, uh, get yourself, get your crap and go, (laughs) get out of line. Let everybody else get their crap and go see a movie. I have a movie that's starting in like now. Get out of line. Let me do my order. But I no. But uh, it wasn't until when the credits start to roll. It said, "Hey, uh, executive producers is Sam Raimi and Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell." And I was like, "Now that it explains half the stuff that was in there <laughs> that I was watching," um, and it was just a pleasant surprise uh, in regards to it. Uh, but it also uh, one of the things I noted was that it seemed to take some cues in some spots, like it was taking cues from Left 4 Dead and The Shining, some of the style aspects to it um, with certain things. Mm-hmm. It, it just felt like it had a Left 4 Dead and Shining style to it. There's nothing wrong with that. It just said it had those type of styles. Uh, what I mean by Left 4 Dead, uh, for those who have played the game, you have uh, uh, what one of the zombies is called a witch. Is It's just the character, that particular zombie just sitting in the middle of the hallway and just kind of rocking back and forth crying. And that's what it, it was like. That's, a, you know, it just reminds me of a witch from Left 4 Dead. It's just that possessed character just sitting in the middle of the hallway, just rocking back and forth crying or just being quiet. And you're like, that's not right. I played Left 4 Dead to know that ain't right. Stay, give that bitch a wide berth, you know, that sort of thing. Another one is like it had the feel of watching The Shining, uh, the blood Stan Kubrick type, the blood elevator. That that was the main thing. Um, the it, to me, it's like I like movies because it has different a- aspects, and it's like to me, the therapy mo- it had a therapy moment. Meaning, uh, the whole aspect of it's like I typed it's like therapy therapy moment questions, which is a priority in regards to therapy, more of a priority therapy moment. It's like, what do you go see? What's more important when you finally go see therapy? A, the fact that you stabbed your sister in the head, or B, the fact that your sister, after stabbing her in the head, she got up. <laughs> For me, the best way I can describe the movie is because I actually enjoyed 
The was it yeah, 2013 I, I, that the remake came out? Yeah. I enjoyed the remake because there was a lot of the DNA in there. And I hate to say it, it's not a remake if you pay attention. The 88 Delta's there. Ash does show up in the credits. Um so technically it's a requel. It's a sequel. And, and that's one, one of the things is uh as I saw in a lot of the uh uh interviews or some of the stuff that I saw, they said no, this is not it it's kind of a third movie in the series because Sam's movie is it's in its own right. The kind of the reboot was its own movie in its own right. And this is its own movie in its own right. Mm-hmm. And they kind of um, back that up in the movie itself, saying that there were at least three known volumes. Right. And I'm like, it explains to, I was like, it explains the, the interviews I'm saying that the Sam Raimi's movies is one book. The book that was found in the, in essence, the reboot, if you can call it, is a different book. And this is a completely different book upon itself. So it's that whole wonderful aspect to things. And well, here's, I, I enjoyed here's it. something that I think was interesting. A lot of people miss. There is a Delta 88 in the parking garage in the movie. And the voice on the record, the priest that you hear speaking is none other than the man, the chin himself, Bruce Campbell. He is the priest on the record. And a lot of people don't realize that. In fact, he's in the picture that they show. That's Daddy Bruce. I said, I, I enjoyed that it had a lot of practical effects. And what, he, what got me is like, uh, at granted, we're talking about spoilers and all that, but still, it's the he- aspect of hearing the actual nod, nods to the Sam Raimi stuff, the, the, the come get some, come get some line that the main character Dead by Dawn. says dead by Dawn. Um, join and, us and join us the whole, the, these lines. Uh, and when I saw the, it, this, it makes it sound like I'm making as a ding. It's not, it's like when I saw the chainsaw, I was like, of course there's a chainsaw. There's gotta be a chainsaw in this. Um, as soon as I saw the, the shipper, I was like, yeah, that's getting used. Right. Same, kind of same here. And it was, but still it's like the whole aspect of, yeah, there's gotta be a chainsaw. It, it's nothing. It's not an evil dead film without a chainsaw. But my only, my only, Bitch, my only complaint about this movie is not with the movie. It was with the freaking crowd behind me. That's it. The peanut calorie behind me. Because right. uh, it's just that the tweens behind me or the under 18 crowd or the 18 crowd, the under 20 crowd, thinking that this movie, granted, Evil Dead has always been a horror comedy, but them thinking it's kind of like the issue I had with the nightmare on Elm street remake, everybody in the theater thinking that it's a fucking joke. It's a horror movie. And it's like laughing it up. Oh, somebody got stabbed. <laughs> Dude, it's a horror movie, man. Why are you laughing at somebody getting stabbed? And that whole aspect, it, that's what pretty much that they were doing. And not to mention one of the uh, folks that was saying by me, it's like, um, they were complaining, it's like uh, talking about how 
they got the, I guess when the, the mom got possessed, they got her out and they locked the door and they were pretty much like, oh, that the, the aunt and the kids are a bunch of bitch, their quote, this was their quote, a bunch of bitch ass pussies. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sitting there, I was like, like, these are probably the same kids if they hear about a drive-by or something in the, in the news or some, or if, God forbid, a school shooting, they'd be like, they'd be like coming out as all badass. But yet, if it happened to them in their environment, they'd be pissing their own pants. They'll be crying like a little fucking baby. And they go from this trying to be this badass mofo to this whiny little diaper wearing baby themselves. And you, there's that part of you that wants to be there when that happens. Like, ah, remember back in that movie when you were said, uh, the folks in that film were a bunch of bitch ass pussies. Who's the bitch ass pussy now? Exactly. And again, it's like, I enjoyed the film as an evil dead fan. I like what they did. I like how they, it didn't. That's part of when I saw the whole aspect of the cabin in the woods as mm-hmm. when it started. Like, don't tell me it's like, wait a minute, why is it starting like at chapter four when it should where, you know, everything else and the whole hey instead of it being in the woods, it's going to be in, in an apartment complex and not just the apartment complex, just this one floor, mm-hmm. and they expanded it to that it kind of spread and it kind of let you know, it's like, okay, here's the connection. Thus the book ends pun possibly intended (laughs) in regards to how it started and it ended how it kind of started. It gives you that. Yeah. We know what we did in the beginning. There's a reason for it. Here's the reason here, how it kind of starts. And it's just wonderful. I, I love how they took things, the practical, Everything was just well done. Well, well done. we went to see it at Warehouse Cinema, and I think it's funny that you mentioned concessions because, you know, Warehouse, more of an upscale kind of like movie theater because you can get food, you can get high-end concessions. They have a bar. Um, so we went to the bar to, to get a couple beers because, you know, Al and I were going to go see the movie, date night. And... Um, I figured, well, I'll get a Purple Haze. Well, while I'm ordering a Purple Haze, which is a craft beer, um, I had saw it. They had Liquid Evil, and Alan saw it out of the corner of his eye and was like, ooh, they've got this drink themed for the movie. And basically, the drink was um, pomegranate syrup, tequila, triple sec, grenadine, rimmed with blackened sugar, and quote unquote eyeballs, which were made out of leche, like that, um, like that hard candy with blueberries right. in the middle of them. And we got two of those. We got our beers, and then we got a large popcorn. The movie was so good, I didn't even know I had two beers, or I had a beer, a drink, and a popcorn until the credits started rolling because I was that glued. And to me, that's an amazing movie to occupy my attention. Um, it hit all the notes of the Evil Dead franchise. Um, it did its own things, which yeah. which I think it should have done. Like from the setting being an urban setting, um, different types of characters, um, 
definitely really played up the family aspect, whereas the first Evil Dead movie only kind of touched on it. And, you know, I, I think the only disappointing thing I had was that it was kind of hinted at, like, the only way to end this cycle was with the sacrifice of innocence. And to me, I thought they were going to either go two dark ways with this. Either the youngest child would sacrifice itself or the main character would have to sacrifice her baby. And to me, that would have made the movie completely hardcore. It didn't go there, but it was hinted at. I'm kind of like, I want to see if there's other scripts that went that direction or if there'll be a director's cut that went that direction. Or deleted scenes or something like that in regards to that. But it, like I said, I enjoyed it. There was a lot of good aspects to it. It, it went to the line. Did it cross it? No. But I'm sure uh, to kind of step back, because we were initially going to talk about Bruce Campbell in a previous episode. Um, I'm sure you heard what he did at a screening of Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, he basically... Somebody pretty much... Not, I'm not talking about, you said, if Sam dies in a movie, he's going to be a part of it. Somebody heckled the movie, and he called them out on it. Yep. And at, then, at that point, I was like, I'm not sure what his response to it. I think he just, just I remember seeing an article about that. He heckled, somebody heckled it, and he called them out on it and spoke up and to, he pretty much had the movies back. Well, and that was before I knew he was an uh, executive producer on the film. He uh, he was on Twitter recently, and somebody had made the Twitter comment. They were like, love Evil Dead Rise. But at the end of the day, I still miss Ash. And Bruce retweeted, requote tweeted that. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm starting to miss him too. And with a little wink, smiley face. And it's like... All right, now you're teasing us. <laughs> There's already been announced an animated series that'll follow up after um, Ash versus Evil Dead, the TV series. So we're getting an animated show. That's good. That That's good to hear. So. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping now that Warner Brothers kind of holds the rights. I'm kind of hoping that it'll be done by Warner Animation and that it'll be good. <laughs> that's that's the thing. It's like Warner Animation does a bang up job with the uh, DC animated universe, so you're going to have some quality animation in regards to that. Just that they have to stick with that high level animation with it, yeah. but it's and also Evil Dead, so they could go corny with it and still it'll probably work hey it's warner brothers they could have all kinds of crazy crossovers like i could see the scooby gang going to the cabin in the woods <laughs> that, that's what i'm saying they could have and it'll work because it's the evil dead franchise and it's any anything goes anything stinking goes and just that they if they write it the right way they could they can in essence pull supernatural what they did with that and and it, it will work it will work somehow now isn't and it interesting it's, though that this new evil dead movie is warner brothers and warner brothers effectively is the rights holder for friday the 13th and that recently certain people came forward and says yes canonically speaking jason Voorhees is a deadite 
kind of makes you wonder, are we finally going to get a crossover that's been promised to us since Jason goes to hell? Wasn't that the whole aspect of um, they made that comment in Jason regards to Ash. it versus Ash? Yeah. I want to see it. I want to see it. Well, Jason Goes to Hell was originally scripted as Jason versus Ash. That's why the Necronomicon and the Kandarian Dagger make appearances. And a lot of people don't realize that. Oh, somebody get uh, Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi, and somebody playing to play Jason. No, there's movie. only one person to play Jason, and we all know who that is. You know the big guy. <laughs> yeah. The only Jason. The only good Jason. <laughs> you know, from Jason X. And um, I want to say he was also Jason Goes to Hell. Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder. And I want to say. Great guy. Great guy. Wasn't he also the one like in from Jason Lives? No, not Jason Lives. That's the fake Jason. What's the other one? Where you, the first appearance of Jason is a zombie. Uh, I don't remember. It's been a while. Gets erected by Tom Matthews' version of uh, Corey Haim's original character. Yeah. Yeah, I know the movie that you're talking about, but I just don't I'd remember the number. I, I just pulled footage like from it for another project. Five, or, I want to say five or six or something like that. It's got to be six. I just can't think. It's either Jason Lives or something of that nature. I can't remember off the top of my head. I know there's a bunch of Friday the 13th fans out there saber-rattling at me. Look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. Okay, <laughs> but no, hey, don't knock rise, it. I'm still, I'm still, pit, I'm still pissed that Night of the Comet is not on Voodoo. Uh, do you, so, do, do we and that's just, need a copy? Because uh, no, I think I have a copy somewhere around here. It's just, I want to be. I just want it to be part of my digital collection as well. That's all. It's one of those things. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I may be wrong, but I know Scream and Shout Factory released Night of the Comet, and I want to say it came with a digital copy. I just don't know who it streamed through, and that may be the only way to get it on whatever streaming platform it's through. I'll, I'll research more and get you info. Yeah, I, hopefully I can find it, and hopefully uh, it, if it's not... The thing is, with some digital copies that it's a downloadable digital copy. It's not like, oh, we're going to have this on Shout or it's going to be on Tubi or it's going to be on Amazon. It, it's it's a downloadable aspect. Well, and I know don't... with like, if for example, you got like a free copy for like Movies Anywhere that you can link yeah. Movies Anywhere to Voodoo. And same way with YouTube. Yeah. That's Just, uh, why it, through, uh, Movies Anywhere. It would run Mary Hob if you're using my Voodoo account. Because I think on the Voodoo account, I don't, I have season two of Chucky. But my YouTube account yeah. has season one. I don't know if you're seeing both. If you're not, let me know and I'll fix it. Uh, but either way. But, uh, I'll, I'll have to check and I'll have to get back to you on that. But anyways, you know, loved Evil Dead. Recommend that you go see it. I'm yeah. quite sure, you know, Madman here agrees with me. Yeah, yeah, go see it. Uh, I'll probably once I have the funds for it. Uh, definitely, probably going to be picking up digitally 
it's already over a hundred mil yeah. for money yeah. back in. So that's good. That looks good for a potential sequel. I just hope Warehouse carries that drink for a while because it was really good, or at least they give me the full recipe because it was good. The only downside was is it made my lips and my tongue all black from the blackened sugar. <laughs> Looked like I was eating charcoal. But awesome. So anyways, we had saw the movie because we were in Hagerstown for Four State Comic Con. And I know you got some thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, I know Sasha's going to say her thoughts on it. Just that uh, with Four State Comic Con this year, uh, on my end, I love going every year. I've been a part of four state since it's I won't say in it's since it's inception when it was um when it was uh the retro pop and horror show time. uh when it was like um the horror show in Winchester then it became four state pop culture show in, in up by you in Waynesboro and so in essence, since 2016, I've been going. And that's how I eventually came to know you, came to know George, came to know the Khan family. That's been hitting up Four State for the past seven years, six, six seven years. Uh, and I was looking forward to at least this year going on Sunday. I eventually did go on Sunday. But... Uh, I know a few weeks prior to the event, I messaged a buddy of mine. Hey, uh, is the you know the offer for a ride still open for four state? Because I know him and his family wanted to go up and say, "Yeah, I'll get you." You know, this was like um, the Sunday prior of me going the week before. He's like, "Yeah, I'm going up. If anything changes, I'll let you know." And that Tuesday, he was like, "Yeah." Uh, Big emergency. I can't go. Yeah. I can't go. I'm sorry. I, I can't go. Um, he said, things just fell into my lap. I can't go. Um, family, call, whatever. Uh, and he's, I'm not mad at him for it or anything like that. And I contacted the, another person I know, knew that wanted to go. I'm like, listen, I got the funds, admission, gas on me. I got it. And they were like, Okay, no problem. Oh, yeah. What time do you want? You know, head up that way. I'm haven't been that part of Hagerstown. We're gonna have to go the back way because car issues. I can't take the highway. Uh, their transmission on their vehicle is not adjusting right, so therefore got to go the back routes. Like, okay, uh, I know the back routes. Uh, no problem. What time are we leaving? Uh, probably close to nine o'clock. That way we. If we get lost, we get there in plenty of time. Get up. Um, I get up at like quarter to seven. Start getting, you know, take my badge and everything else and look at my phone, look at my tablet. And I have a text from that person at like 730, quarter to eight. Uh, I'm sick. Can't go. I'm not going. So I went from high end excitement to like, everything, the whole energy that I had built up and ready to be there and just sucked out of me. And I was like, uh, Sasha saw the meme 
that I put up in regards to the show and everything else saying, I, I feel like I failed you guys, you know, my listener base and all that, what little there is. I feel like I, I failed you guys. I promised you at least something for today. I failed. I'm sorry. Things change. I'll delete this post, but I don't have a way to get there. Both my rides drop, you know, are not going. But thankfully, two folks stepped up. One is Wesley, who was in the area that day. He was doing some filming. He's like, I'm going to be in the area. Uh, I'll come down and pick you up and take you to Four State. I'm like, that. this was like at almost 9 o'clock, about an hour later. I'm not knocking Wesley at all. It's just like, yeah, we got you. We got you. But the Khan family came through. I'll put it like that. And it was just at that point, it was just like the energy was just being sucked out of my, like, I'm not going. The, the I'm not saying it was darkness or depression. It was just that that energy that was inside of me was just being rapid, rapidly getting sucked out. And Wesley was like, I'll get you up there. And that's when... I had to try to recover myself to get that energy back. And thanks to George from PND Studios and EPG getting me back home and everything else. So special props to both of them. If they either listen to this on the audio side or watching this on the video side, uh, I can't thank you two enough to getting me there and back. Uh, I, it's just a lot of folks are like, oh, you're just, no, this is, they know it's coming from my heart. Sasha knows it's coming from my heart. And it's like, hey, I got, you know, if you need, you need me to get, give you gas money, I'll give you gas money. Uh, I'm, they, you know, I, they, both of them was like, nah, we got you. But it's just, I had a place to hang out at George's booth. I got to do the videos, got to see Sasha that day and her, uh, her partner. And, Boyfriend, I, I prefer not to use partner. <laughs> okay, uh, my bad. I'm sorry. It's just I try to use a uh, a lot of the neutral to with at my nine to five. I try to use a lot of the neutral terms in regards to everything because I don't know. So it's force of habit, Sasha. I hope you don't mind. Overall. No, 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 no. I'm just so, letting you know our preference. Uh, okay, uh, it's just that I got a chance to hang out for the day. I didn't have that much funds overall to spend, but I got. Um, an autograph from Peter who voices Goku and uh, Ralph from Ed, Ed and Eddie. Um, I didn't get all the content I wanted, but I got content I needed. I'm sure Sasha could uh, at least understand that, that fact in regards to that. Uh, I had a good time speaking to a, a folks hanging out. Um, it just reminded me of the first days of, going to four state in Waynesboro. Uh, just even though I know a lot of folks, I got to say hi. And um, I know, uh, I don't know your stance or your um, viewpoint of uh, Miss Phoenix. Uh, she does a lot. She vends there. Uh, she's been having some issues and all that. Miss um, Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm not sure what she goes by on. I'm just referring to her business name is Phoenix. I think we're cool. Um, in regards to her stuff, just that um, she's been having trying to get funds together to because her kids are having medical issues, mm -hmm. getting funds together. So it's like, all right, I'm going to put a link to your, you know, your Facebook page on the video, and you know, 
give me a card. That way I can have your information and I'll put what YouTube allows without them considering that I'm actually doxing you. And that way, at least more people can have eyes on you. And if somebody wants to, you know, order something from your, you know, Facebook page or something like that, they're able to do that. And she was happy to do that. And, you know, still get to speak in bug den nokes and, you know, see that whole aspect and they're having a good time and trying to come back from a low. And I got to, um, speak to the usual band of, uh, I don't, I'm not saying I mean it with love, uh, the usual band of idiots in regards to the cosplayers and, you know, hang out and speak to them and have more of a conversation with the more of the willing folks. I, I wish I'd had more time to film. Well, the only downside was because of my rush to get out and catch Wes and get picked up by Wes, I left my phone at home. Um, and at that time, I had shitty batteries with me. And my after maybe about five or six videos, all eight of my batteries died. I couldn't, no way taking photos. So I have yet to rob uh, the fan page to get all the photos and everything else. And hanging out with George and Dan and the gang after on the way home, before coming home at one of the barbecue uh, restaurants in town was just, you know, it's like, hey, I never really got a chance to hang with, not just, uh, I'm not, inc I'm including George, but not including George. No, not, no offense to George. I'm sure he understands. It's just that on a higher level, it's like, well, Dan's a little bit of a bigger creator. It's like, I never really got a chance to hang out with Dan like this, you know, yeah. with in this type of situation. So it was just a treat, you know, a special moment and having fun and still talking about it and just it's good to hear that they had another record year for a Saturday just that yeah they had from what George was saying that they had a few hiccups the day before but still your thought I'll let you speak in regards to your little bit of time at uh four state well, Saturday we got the most bit of time. I mean, we ran into a lot of people we knew. Um, obviously, Donnie Drum. Love to visit him. Still get the cold shoulder yeah. from his dad, but, you know, when I, I bear no bones of people who have bigoted views. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Donnie and I are cool, and, like, I helped him out. Because him and the one guy he was helping with his booth, they, they look like crap. I'm like, you guys look tired. You guys need anything? So I, I went and got him some energy drinks. Um, ran into Fred Holt, um, the cosplayer. Great guy. Um, recently had a heart transplant and everything else. So it was good to see him at Con. Um, got a few pictures with him. Um the Ghostbusters crew there was not, thankfully, the usual hate-filled group because those guys barely mm -hmm. exist anymore. I think they have a Facebook presence, and that's about it. In fact, uh, people who run the con asked me about them. I'm like, I haven't thought about them for five years, and I haven't ran into them for five years. I said, because that's what they get for fucking with me. And enough said yeah. on that. But the new guys, out, I believe they were out of Baltimore or Maryland, um great guys um got, we got patches and pins from them got some pictures there looked at their equipment they talked about the equipment i had on because 
I was geared up for total Princess of Darkness look. Um, plus, I was going to go see Evil Dead, so <laughs> <laughs> had to had to have my shotgun in my Book of the Dead. Um, can't go and see Evil Dead without those necessary requirements. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, so was, made my regular rounds. Ran into George. It was funny because I kept running into uh, George. Uh, but Pony wasn't there. That would be Josue. And then George would disappear, and then I could only see Josue. And I'm like, is there like a George suit somewhere that Pony's climbing in and out of? (laughs) But um, it was a good time. I I ran into people I knew, like Dan Noakes and Ken Hunt. Um, You know, uh, talked with Miko Hughes some. Um, That was about it, you know. Same thing. It's like I got to see Dan Hunt speak to Dan Hunt, speak to Dan, speak to usual fun, uh, usual band of fun idiots. Uh, again, I mean that in the whole aspect of uh, the group. And I just want to, the one, I got to chance talking like puppies and doggos with, uh, I'm trying to pull up the cosplayers' names. Hopefully, I know Megami yeah. Cupcake was there. Yeah, I saw I her. Her husband, which is in Curcio photography, I think she she was. I know she was there. Uh, I don't. She was there probably unofficially. Officially, no, no, no. She was there officially because Curcio was there, and they're they're kind of like tag team. So it was. I know. And Colleen was there. I don't know if you ran into Colleen or not. She does a lot of local movies, um, but had recently moved to Pittsburgh, I believe. And it was funny because she runs into me. What am I? What, why am I running into you here in Hagerstown? She's like, we seem to miss each other in Chambersburg. And anytime you're up in my neck of the woods, I'm down there. <laughs> uh, uh, I finally had like a conversation with it was the cosplayer's Lanely Cat. Mm. Um, yeah, just speaking with her about doggos, and he's like. There was somebody like listening to us talk and all that and talk about cosplay. Just it was unofficial talk about doggos, cosplay and all that. He's like, How do you two kind of know each other? You're talking like you're you've been, like I've been, you know, working behind the scenes of four states since the inception and she's like, Yeah, I've been since you know they, they first like since they first started in here in Hagerstown, you know, back in the other place other side of town. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I think this has been the first time we actually had a full-on conversation with each other that was not cosplay and everything else, and it was more official and unofficial and everything else. And he's like, wow. <laughs> he was just like, the f- he was like, I think this might have been the first time he had that experience, that con family and how con- folks that are on the other side of the table actually – that know each other and just mm-hmm. everything else. And just the one of the things that George said is that even though Saturday had a big crowd and it was, again, according to the folks beyond four state, that it was a record breaking crowd. Just that, as George said, there's not many people shopping and buying. They were just showing up. Yeah. Um, and, but and that's the still, thing with like most cons. Usually at first day is your big day. 
and your Sunday is your slower day. And I don't think the rain helped much any on Sunday. Right. But as I always tell people, if you're used to working the con crowd, you know, and I don't care what type of convention it is. It can be comic book. It can be video game. It can be just regular gaming. It could be movie convention. 99.9% of them sellers do not want to have to repack up most of that merchandise and take it home. Those are the days you get your deep discount is last day. Like right. you go that first day, you roam around, you see if something catches your eye. And then on that Sunday, now usually you want to go later in the day, but sometimes you can work something out in the morning. You talk to them, go, hey, how was your sales on Saturday? I see you still have this. Is there any wiggle room now that you guys will be getting ready to leave? And sometimes they'll cut you a deal. Like, yeah, you know, I can bump 10 bucks or 20 bucks off of it because I don't feel like bringing this back home, you know. Now, uh, granted, it doesn't work all, all the time, all the but time. Uh, uh, sometimes depending on the seller, the vendor, sometimes you can get a good deal on uh, first day, whether it be if it's two-day con Saturday, three-day con Friday. Uh, it all depends on the vendor. Yep. Uh, sometimes you can get a, a, a good deal just because they like your face. Um and you might not get a deal on the last day of, uh, of a show just because they don't like your face. Um, but like last year, one of the vendors, uh, he's the one, I don't have it behind me. I, I should replace what's behind me with one of his works. Um, he does a lot of like parody works. Like uh, um, he had a Steve Urkel, like during an alien apocalypse type of wet with like huge uh did i do that 9000 ray gun mm -hmm. and stuff like that and he did uh ghostbusters um versus um uh, cinnabites type of ordeal uh piece of artwork i love it because it's egon versus the cenobites <laughs> going up against them and um uh, that happened so but yeah i'm still it, his artwork is very detailed not uber detailed, but it, there's a lot to look at in mm -hmm. his the art. And last year for the artwork, he was like, Ashland's like, uh, how much? Overall, I just need to know because overall, I'm going to be t my next words out of my mouth is shut up and take my damn money. And he's just like, normally it's twenty five, you it's twenty. So it's he's like, just because I know you, it's twenty bucks. Everybody else, it's you know. Granted, it's not much off, but still, you know, it's it's a little bit of a discount. <laughs> and I still like bought a hundred, like I bought like sixty dollars worth of stuff off of them. So it's still whatever. It's like giving you money here. Shut up, take my money. You know, well, for me, it was not not only nice to like meet the con family or you know reacquaint with the con family, but sometimes it's nice not to be on the vendor side of things, you know, because right. I've vended at a few cons. I have more than a few people. Oh, are you vending? I'm like, no, 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 not this year. Maybe next year. Um, and building up stock because whenever sticker mule has a sales, I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna grab some of that, put that in the inventory, grab some of that, put that in the inventory. Cause sometimes you'll get a deal like recently they did those like a hundred die cut stickers for like 20 right. bucks. And, um, yeah, it was a great way to talk people, promo the show. Um, but the big thing for me is, and yes, as Al says, I'm utterly mushy, but, um, when him and I had first started dating, 
you know, he knew that I worked a lot of conventions and shows and he would intentionally come to come see me and hang out, which I always thought was cute. Um, but he had never, other than his coming to see me, he had never experienced con appropriately. And so that was kind of like my big thing. Not only that, but being the sappy romantic I am, I found out that he was never, like when he was in high school, never asked to prom or any formal event. And since I already know he's going to go with me to Blobfest, it was like, okay, we already know our costumes are going to be formal wear. I'm not going to spoil them, but trust me, it's a movie you and I both love, and we've already right. discussed this. I already know um, it. I'm not going to say it. So I, 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 I had witnessed way too many kids doing prom proposals at work. So I did a blob fest proposal, and I was like, "Hey, you know," and he's like, "You're such a mushy," but yes, yes, I'll go. <laughs> but I'm like, "You've never had that." I'm like, "I need to fix that." So, and, and the thing is, it's going to be one of those instances where if I start dating again and I take them or they take me to four state there's definitely going to be questions I could see that right now it's like how do all these people know you because even like I uh, think the person behind his name's Andrew is like oh good to see you here today and it's like yeah great to be back I thought I did I was, I was quoting clerks the whole time it's like I didn't expect to be here today <laughs> wasn't even but, supposed um, to be here today <laughs> me and my but, coworker uh, quote that at work every night i always say when he walks into the door if i knew you were showing up i would have came in later <laughs> but it, it it's the aspect of i'm sure the cosplayers know who i am or at least familiar with my face that i'm there almost every year in one way or another i know george I know Dan shows up when he can, if he has time and all that. Uh, it's just the fact, like, going there with a partner and them saying, like, how do you know all these people? How do you know Dan by name? It's like, well, for one thing, I know Ken by name because his name's on the, all over his booth. Not to mention he's been here. He's a, he's a four-state staple for the past God knows how many years. Exactly. Um and all the other cons, uh, and he has running legs about cons he gets rejected from. Right. I asked and him if he thing. ever gets accepted to Dragon Con, if he'll actually accept or turn him down. <laughs> <laughs> and, like I said, I, the thing is, it, just to see when I covered uh, Baltimore so back in 2019, um, me and Big Candy were the, uh, at Billy Tucci's booth, you know, because he was a part of the route. We we're talking to Billy for a little bit, and here comes Ken. Hey, how you doing? By the way, did you draw that? <laughs> I'm like, oh god, Ken didn't just do that, but Ken knows Billy. Like most of the big time artists, they all know each other. They all rib each other, and that's what they were doing back and forth. I'm like, oh, this is priceless, you know, just seeing these folks, and they was like, and having to explain to someone who's never been a part of that scene that I know these people, I follow these people, half these people are friends of mine on Facebook. Yeah, this is this is like, yeah. or, or, or depending on when you go, because I'm thinking about going to Harrisburg this year, but this is like my, my twice a year family reunion. Right. 
I haven't been to the one in uh, Harrisburg yet. Uh, part of me wants to, the thing is, Fridays and Saturdays are the busy days for me. Mm-hmm. Part of me wants to, you know, I know George has said, I'll, I'll come down and get you if need be. Uh, but part of me wants to go just to be there one of these days, you know, be in Harrisburg for uh, for state both days and just do what I do, hang up all day and all that. Just I know I could probably get off of that. Like I could probably get off of, uh, from Main Street, just that right now I just want to focus on me for right now. And hopefully I know I spoke to my initial ride. And he said, yep, next year. We're all going to be there, try to be there next year and just cause mass chaos, you know, like we normally do. And hopefully it's the fun time. I know we had fun last year. Um, Matt last year was our candy man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the reason I say that is because uh, uh, last year, me and Big Candy were sitting in our booth. We'd be like, yeah, we heard, this was like day one. We were sitting there. It's like, yeah, Matt's sitting at a booth. He set up, you know, you know, with uh, 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 Matt Burn, uh, different Matt Burn. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and no, so it's like we say his name. Here it comes strolling down the line. Hi guys, it's Matt. I'm like, yeah, speak of the devil. He arrives, and we were talking about somebody else, and they brought up. Matt Byrne, and five seconds later, Matt Burns comes around the corner. Like, what the hell, Matt? The second time we say your name out loud, you show up. What that? Just you know, ribbing Matt and rib Matt. Ribbing, it's we're family. We rib each other. That's why. That's what we do. And I didn't get a chance because I didn't have the energy this year. I wanted to kind of speak with the guys with the Ghostbusters, take the photo, but and do the photos because I think the photos were were free that yes. they were doing. And since I didn't have my phone, which was able to do QRS codes, I was, you know, a little bit skeptical of doing the whole uh, photo thing, you know, um, because I needed my phone. I didn't have my phone. I was like, I will do it I next feel year. Good. So, but uh, next year I'll do it. I'll, I'll have better batteries next year. Uh, one of these days, uh, if I know ahead of time, I'm going to snag. Um, at least a box of better batteries, like uh, the Rayovac better instead of the slow, slow use batteries. Um, at least get something better at big lots or something like that or Walmart yeah. months prior. That way I could toss them in my backpack. Just as this, this is just one, it was a roller coaster that day for me. It, it wasn't until almost midway through, I felt at home. Yep. I felt at home and it felt comfortable. Uh, sitting behind the booth, you know, I did, I pick up some, some stuff. Again, I got the autograph from Peter, uh, the voice actor. I got, um, I got a couple of, uh, prints off for George, uh, two prints is, um, it was the, uh, Dolly Spartan poster parody Mm -hmm. poster and his, uh, his limited edition, Con exclusive, uh, his Ed Ed and Eddie Ed Ed and Eddie parody poster that he did just for four state that year, uh, or say this year. So it was, I was like, I gotta pick it up. He was like, Yeah, there, but it was on sale. But I'm like, like I just want the two, I want this one and this one. There you go, there's 10 bucks. Shut I up. I think for me and Al, because it was just, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was a great con, 
Right. Um, but we had a stacked weekend because, like I said, it was date weekend. Um, we had Evil Dead. We wanted to do the Hagerstown thing because Crumpy's Donuts is a must. He wanted to take me out for steak dinner. I'm not going to say no to that. Um, and so it was just stacked, you know. Yeah, right. And, yep. We basically, it's like I told him, I said, this is a con. I'm going in an unofficial official capacity. Like if I see people who recognize me or ask me questions, yeah, I'll have my stickers on hand to hand out. And believe it or not, I did give out a good stack of them. Um, I even gave George some to hand out, you know. And um, yeah, it was just a good experience. Um, I look yeah, forward uh, to next year. Same way. It's just that my, my somebody was asking if I was a podcast and all that because they saw the equipment I was standing up. And if I was in more of a mindset, of yeah, I gave them a card and, you know, asked them to be a part of uh, the intro. It was just that being trying to get that energy back and yes four state can give you that a good con can give you that energy but when you're running on e and that's energy is going not just running on e but your tank is tapped on fumes is not just tapped on fumes that it's almost like prior to Wes coming to pick me up i was like you know almost equivalent saying, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to go back to bed and just break down. You know, I'm not that, I'm not an emotional person. It's like, I'm just going, you know. No sooner did Wes hit your page, I was trying to message you and say, look, we at least know there's a way to get you back if you get down here somehow. Um, Because me and George and Josue were already talking. In fact, all three of us were pinging each other, like, have you gotten a hold of Chris? Have you gotten a hold of Chris? I don't know what's going on with Chris because Wes just hit him up online. And it was it was comical. Yeah, just that when Wes said uh, I told him um I told uh Wes I'll meet him in essence at Anthony's because instead of him trying to weave bob and weave to where I'm located at, uh I said, you know, gave him the um address to Anthony so it's an easy in, easy out. And when he said, I said, I could be at this location about 15 minutes. And he said, I'll, I'll, I'll meet you there. And I was like, I got to grab my, I was already dressed and ready to go. But except for I'm putting on my vest and just heading out the door. Because, and I was just like, oh, I got to grab my stuff and go. By the way, it's raining. I can't bring my tablet with me. So I didn't, I was like, and that's how I was talking to you. I was talking to the West was through my tablet. I forgot about my phone. <laughs> that's why I was like, I just got to grab myself, go. So that way I don't miss West. I'm not late. It wasn't until I got to Anthony's pizza to, for the pickup. I go like, I wonder if West texted me. I wonder if he missed me. I go grab, touch my pocket to grab my phone. I'm like, where's my phone? Shit. I, I left it at home. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back because if I go back and come back, Wes is going to be here wondering where the, where the frig I'm at. And I'm not going to do that. I'm staying right here. I'm staying right here. And, but still, but it, it, that was the it's only a good story. And it shows what con family is all about. Right. It's... It is. It, it is. And, and over the years I've con- come to know the multiple sides of that table. Uh, a lot of folks out there are going, what do you mean? It's like, 
I knew about Khan family because as a ticket holder, there is Khan family, but it's guest Khan family. You see the same faces every year that go. So therefore they could be, everybody's going the same year, same thing. So you like, see a lot of familiar faces. Just like a and, family, you know, you, you got that weird, crazy uncle. You got the really chill people. And, you got the one everybody tells you not to go near, which is usually me. <laughs> but, uh, and me doing what I'm doing with the Long Coat Mafia podcast and being a vendor at uh, Four State, I got to know the other side of the table and that con family, which is a deeper con family. I got to know the ins and outs of cons and hearing the vendors talk and everybody else and making connections and knowing people and knowing guests and, and, and everything else. I think is funny because everybody talks about like after con parties it's a whole different ball game when you're at the after con parties with the vendors. I haven't been to one of the those yet. You know, just uh, maybe one of these days I'll. Uh, I know Facebook and YouTube hate the word went. One of these days I'll have to uh, see if I can do like uh, Saturday, like a four state Saturday and Sunday off, and maybe this year at eight, uh, Harrisburg, see if George is still willing to come down and pick me up and I'll set a couple of stuff aside to be able to go. Well, I, and, I, I hate to say yeah. it, but I've already got the four one one on the after party there. But, and that way I could actually go to the after party and hang out with everybody, the vendor side of things. And it's something that all going to love drafts, which is just on down the road at Mechanicsburg. And that place is off the bomb. Lovecraft themed uh, brew pub. Uh, I, I, me being a type two, I have to pretty much try to limit my alcohol. Oh, they intake have they have so. non alcoholic options. Plus, I mean, uh, food. Mm, it's good. So, it's one of those those things. I have to speak to a few people and see who's willing to come down and pick me up, and what I have to need to do to help compensate and everybody and all that fun jazz, and if anything. Al lives in Carlisle for like 15 minutes. If if we do August, you're covered. Don't even sweat. So it's that sort of thing. It's like, if anything, it's like, if you guys are staying up there, it's like in a hotel, it's like, just give me a pillow and a chair. I'll be fine. Or give me a pillow in the corner of the room. I'll be, I'll be okay. I'll just curl up in a ball like a cat. <laughs> well, we're, we're already cleaning the apartment. So it's, it's fine. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> So it, it's just a matter of this time around actually making sure I have everything. And one of these, one of the things I'm planning of, on getting is not just some extra batteries for my camera that I use, but uh, I'm going through thinking of going through one of these sites that does co like custom shirts. It's going to be a custom jersey with the show's lo logo on it, and on the back is going to be Podfather. So. I like it. I hope and there's I just opening got, for that one too. And be part of the the, <laughs> uh, the the logo is going to have a little bit. It's not just going to have the uh, what you see for my show, and it's going to have the Long Coat Mafia podcast. But underneath it, I'm going to see how it looks with uh, the internet. Me adding the tagline: "The Internet's Most Hated Mafia Themed Geek Podcast." So it, it people actually know it's a podcast, not something gang related and 
Now we'll just get but your chain and some fake grills. It'll be fine. <laughs> get beat up I'll, your little bring, mustache I'll, beard. I'll, <laughs> I'll bring that little, my steampunk hat. I forgot it this year. Like I said, it's one of the things I forgot. I was going to wear this year's like my little steampunk hat with the steampunk goggles, a part of it. And I just wanted to get out the door. I forgot my phone, forgot the hat. Uh, actually, I wore the hat, a hat, but not the hat that I wanted to wear. So but it was, it was just, last I, minute, and it still came yeah. together. And that's what yeah. matters. I had fun. Even you were part of my video in regards to the intro. So. But anyways, you know, I'm not, we could talk about this forever, but I'm going to have to right. it short because I got to go to the blood doctor, unfortunately. The I don't vampires. Know if taking or putting in or both tomorrow. You have to speak to the vampires, right? Yeah, unfortunately. They're either taken in or put out. I might as well install a tap. But anyways, this, of course, either has way. been Sasha After Dark, the podcast of darkness. And as we like to say around here, creep it real, take scare, and unpleasant screams. And I'm the Reverend and, Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman, and we are out. And check out Longcoat Mafia Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> New links in this, hopefully, in the description of our stuff. Indeed.
Hello everyone, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the reboot slash repost episode. If you have any questions, comments, or smart remarks, you can always send them my way at our email, which is longcoatmafia at gmail.com, or post them in the the pinned post on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the longcoatmafia podcast. All the links are in the description down below. And just to let you know, this is the after show. And with the after show, a lot of what I am about to say or do say uh, is updates, my opinion on everything. Because when they are posted up on our Podbean account, differ slightly at times. So a lot could happen between then and this recording. So. I'm going to give you a couple of updates or my opinions on those updates as so be it. So just wanted to let you all know that now. All right, gotcha. Unlike last week or I should say the last episode I posted up where I had no comments, updates, or so forth and so on, this week or I say this episode, I do. First and foremost, for State Comic Con. Uh, no, again, we have no ill will. I have no ill will. They put on a good show. Check them out. If you're able to come to Hagerstown, Maryland next year, please come on down, check them out. Maybe I should put a link in the description. Just do a a search for four state comic con on Facebook. You'll find them. They'll be happy to have you. If you're able to make it out either in their Harrisburg show, uh, later this year in 2023, or next year in Hagerstown in 2024. Stay tuned to their Facebook page for any updates in regards to that. Now, the other one in regards to I want to talk about real quick is about the Pinkertons, Hasbro, and Wizards of the Coast. Now, Wizards of the Coast claims they know nothing about the whole Pinkerton stuff. Yeah, some of you out there, Pinkertons, aren't they the bad guys from Red Dead Redemption 2? Yes, they are. But they are based on a real-life family and a real-life group that helps, uh, I wouldn't say helps, but um, they're primarily hired by corporations such as Amazon, Macy's, Walmart, uh, and other companies to stop unions from forming. And they're, they're pretty much, uh, uh, a lot of folks claim that they're a mercenary group. They're hired by corporations to put an end to a whole mess of bullshit and crap. And pretty much what happened with the whole Magic the Gathering thing is that, like most corporations, like even... We're talking about Hasbro here. Uh, sometimes you see it in the gaming community, sometimes in movies, sometimes in you know a ver- variety of other instances of pop culture where when something comes out, there's an embargo, meaning uh, if a new season of Picard or let, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy just came out before, a lot of times when uh, people go see it, those who review it, whether it be a bigger podcaster or a bigger YouTube or, or newspaper, they get to go to a premiere. But there's an embargo saying, hey, you can't talk about this until the movie drops in your area, meaning if it, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy drops on a Thursday, that's when they could really, the newspaper could release uh, the review for that, or on that Friday it debuts. They, that's when those reviews will come out. Sometimes you see it with, uh, like, toys. Again, using Guardians of the Galaxy as a example, you 
um, the toys won't come out until the day the movie is released. Uh, it happened with Star Wars. It happens with a lot of stuff. And I remember when I worked for like Coles, uh, we had to keep Star Wars sto- toys in the distribution center before the movie even came out. So it wasn't until like, hey, it takes a week for these boxes to get to this particular store. So therefore, we could send these groups of boxes um, out to these stores now because by the time they hit those stores, it's going to be a week or it takes four days. That's when everything is scheduled and how uh, stores like Kohl's or Macy's or Walmart deal with something like that. What happened with this is that uh, Wizards of the Coast sent their new uh, Magic the Gathering set to a distributor saying, hey... You can't send these out for until a date because we have things planned to kind of give everybody a sneak peek and all that. And that group said, okay, no problem. And what happened is this YouTuber with like maybe two or 3,000 uh, subscribers put in an order for a box so he could have a, an, an unboxing on his channel, do some content for his channel. Uh, but when he put in the order, that comp- that sh- distributor distribution center put uh screwed up fucked up call it what you want put one of these new uh boxes uh new sets in in for his order so when this youtuber got it he was like oh crap this is new shit new uh new set i'm also do it and when do a release and so forth and so on and when wizards of the coast and hasbro mainly hasbro found out they sent the Pinkertons to his house, this YouTuber's house, and say, hey, give us our shit back. Now, this box, these, this Magic the Gathering box, this set, was in essence bought and paid for. By all sense of legality, he, he owns. He owns this set. He's allowed to do with it. He wasn't told. Uh, you can't release any footage. He's like a third party in this. He wasn't... Uh, he didn't sign an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. He wasn't bound by any type of embargo. He wasn't told. So he was in his right to release this information. But the Pinkertons, under uh, orders from Hasbro and potentially and allegedly from Wizards of the Coast, uh, threatened rumor mills in the community of Magic the Gathering and everything else claim and allegedly claim that Hasbro told allegedly told the Pinkertons do what it takes get these cards back and the Pinkertons threatened him threatened his family threatened his neighbors with arrests lawsuits and everything else because of this now a lot of uh, stuff that I've seen online in regards to this and YouTube today after this recording uh, I was say, stated that, hey, that's come out that if this YouTuber got an NDA, even that YouTuber said, hey, if I got an NDA saying, hey, t- please take it down, uh, I would have done so. But no, I got threatened by the Pinkertons who threatened me with, you know, allegedly threatened him with bodily harm, threatened, allegedly threatened his neighbors and allegedly showed up to his place armed. And the Pinkertons said, we will arrest you. The Pinkertons are not...
cops. They are no federal, state, or local agency to do arrests. Yet they threatened him with arrest. And recently on a live stream, which would have, which should have been like a preview of the cards, everybody in, because this news has gone viral. They pretty much, uh, people went into the Wizards of the Coast stream in regards to Magic the Gathering, pretty much going, talk about the Pinkertons, give us your word, Pinkertons, talk about the Pinkertons, talk about the Pinkertons, talk about, and they they couldn't even, the moderators and everybody else couldn't even ban them. They were like, uh, we'll just let it ride, we'll just get rid of the, the, uh, the, the, the folks that are just being rude and all that, they were completely ignoring it. And this, as far as I've been heard, been hearing, this is the second major uh, screw-up that Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro have done this year. This year, the first one being the Wizards of the Coast's OGL scandal. So, there is that whole aspect. And... But right now, Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro is like, oh, thank God, they're not, they're going to be, they're going to be focused on this right now, not the whole OGL scandal that happened earlier this year. Maybe we could probably get away with more shit this year. That's what a lot of fans and a lot of folks are saying, both in the Wizard uh, D and D community and in the Magic the Gathering community. Like, oh shit, what are they going to do now? Because we're now a distraction for the uh, Dungeons and Dragons shit. And so they're going to do something that's going to be back and forth. This ain't... Wizard, uh, Hasbro has been doing dirty shit since like years and years and years. So the only thing we could see is say is what's going to happen next? What's, how, where is it going to go from here? I'll keep an eye on things. I'll keep my ear to the ground. And we'll probably... Who knows? We'll talk, to it, talk about the next Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast scandal on one of the future episodes of Sasha's of the Prince Princess Sasha the Princess of Darkness and Longcoat Mafia's reboot slash repost episode and you'll hear it here on the audio side of things and maybe on the visual side too if you want to stick around with that. Links in the description as always as stated in the the main episode there are two new links down below in the description one is our amazon wish list yes there's a couple of high price stuff in there yeah i know it's mainly for fits and figgles but if you want to do help us out at the show and send us something our way we'll we'll do an unboxing give you thanks and all that jazz and if it's well received we'll Find a way to get a P.O. box so you can send us more goodies and do something like that. That way we have more content for our YouTube channel. And we have another link in the description down below and various other outlets. And that is for our OG uh, co-host, Big Candy himself. That's right. We're giving a shout out to our OG co-host, Big Candy, who has his own merch page right now. So go into the description down below or wherever you got this podca- podcast, go into the description. The link should be there. It's like a, a t-shirt, like not Teespring, it's like Teespring. Click on it, look at one of his shirts. If you're interested in the, the horror genre and his artwork and all that, buy a shirt off of him. It helps him out. It helps us out, you know, because... Hey, there might be a chance he comes up to us. We can record an episode, me and him, and have a chat. Just like old times. Because, 
Heck, he's the one that helped us start this this show. He's been with us since day zero. So, check him out. Help him out if you want to buy a shirt. I think he has a couple stickers there too for a dollar. Uh, so, but if you can't help him out in regard, regards to that, share his link. Share this episode. Help. It's sharing this episode and everything else helps us out greatly. All the links from our email and all that are in down below. But if you want to contact us, you, it's easy to do so. Our email is longcoatmafia at gmail.com. And our Facebook page is facebook.com slash the longcoatmafia podcast. And just feel free to uh, put a comment in one of the posts and I'll be happy to see it. And I'll reply it. If not, if we get enough emails and uh, uh, comments, we'll address them, if not on a separate independent long coat mafia episode podcast long coat mafia podcast episode or we'll address them on a episode of the reboot so which will be aired as an audio aspect too so take care i'm the reverend godfather aka the martinsburg madman himself and i am out of here and i'll see you all next episode you've been listening to the long coat mafia podcast the internet's most hated and mafia-themed geek podcast. I'm a gamer. I'm wearing a bikini. You screaming up. Hey, pretty like